Welcome to season two of the Joy of Learning podcast. We are at a critical moment in our nation. With COVID-19 cases increasing, there are challenges Americans are facing every day. These challenges range from hospitalization of loved ones to political uncertainty, unemployment, workforce shifts, and schools and daycares closing, and so much more. This is certainly difficult. With this season, I hope to shine moments of joy to assist you in navigating the unfamiliar territory of 2020 into 2021. In this season, you will gain insight on workforce development, the importance of technical skills and soft skills, motherhood and work, mentorship and coaching, advocating for health education, and so much more. Not to mention the daily check-ins with educators. Stay tuned and subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Meet LaToya Wright, a civil servant and leader with a passion for mentoring and coaching. She coaches members inside of the military and also outside of the military. In our time together, she shares how coaching and mentoring were essential components on her journey. She also shares an example of a mentor who was pivotal in her success. LaToya Wright is an Air Force veteran with over 10 years of active duty experience. Ms. Wright joined the Air Force in 1998 as a financial management apprentice and throughout her active duty career worked in various organizations and sections. Ms. Wright also served as an Airman Leadership School instructor before she was honorably discharged from the Air Force in 2009. Ms. Wright's civilian career began immediately upon her separation from the Air Force. Currently, she is a supervisor Supervisory Financial Manager at Robbins Air Force Base, Georgia. So welcome to the Joy of Learning podcast. I am so excited to have Toya Wright with us, and we're going to be discussing the difference between mentorship and coaching. And so before we even get into our discussions, Toya, how are you doing today down in good old Georgia? I'm doing well. Okay, this, this, this crisp weather that we are enjoying of late um, has, been, <laughs> has, has come, uh, it snuck in here. I have to admit, I had to break out the sweaters and the pullovers, mm. but the weather had, you know, it's been sunny, so I cannot complain about that, Yeah. but the, 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 weather, the weather has changed down here in Georgia. Okay, so it's a little <laughs> bit chilly down in Georgia, and your chili is not yes. Germany's chili. Oh, no, you, you know what? Let me hush. <laughs> Let me hush because I'm sitting here talking about a crisp cool in the air and you, you, you're, you're, a snow is upon you. Yes. So, yeah, let, let, let me hush. Yes. Let me hush. And so, okay, yeah. You know, it's all good. Yes, you know, I'm always thinking about Georgia. Georgia is on my mind all the time. So, yes. but nevertheless. Yes. I'm just really excited and thankful that you're taking a time out to talk to us about mentorship versus coaching. And so I have a few questions for you and we'll just go ahead and throw that out and just go ahead and jump in. So okay. mentorship and coaching, what is the difference? So there's a couple of things I would highlight to say what's the difference between the two, but I, I say there's two aspects 
about them that made them different. I would say time and the relationship. Hmm. So when you think about coaching, um, coaching usually deals with you helping someone solve an immediate issue or problem, like right then and there. Mm-hmm. Whereas mentorship is where you're taking the time to advise, guide, um, and walk someone through okay. a goal, whether it's personal okay. or professional. Okay. Uh, and so that's where I would say that there's, the, you know, not, now not to say that you, you can't be a mentor who's coaching someone mm-hmm. okay. through something. Okay. But there is a, a distinct difference. It's, you know, when you're coaching someone, it's to help them solve an immediate problem or issue right then and there. Mm-hmm. There's really not much dialogue other than the person that you're helping getting clarity on the mm-hmm. steps they need to take mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. sure they accomplish that thing. Whereas with mentorship, you, you know, you're, 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 you're helping that person through making some life decisions. Got it. Um, by sharing your experiences. And, mm-hmm. and it's usually, you know, and not to say it's lifelong, it could be for a season or for a moment in time. Yeah. But, uh, but there's something relational there. You have a, some type of connection, whether it's work related, where it, or it's family related. Yeah. Uh, there, there's some type of connection or relatability there that forces the two of you to agree to work with each other in that mm-hmm. format. Whereas with coaching, I don't have to have a relationship with you. Hmm. You want me to help you solve a problem? I'm going to tell you the steps that you need to do to solve that problem. Got and it. then if you follow what I told you to do, mm-hmm. your problem will be solved. The issue will be rectified. Got it. And so whenever I'm thinking about a coach, are we sort of thinking more toward here is again, you're sharing a specific problem and they're sort of walking beside you as you're going through the um, problem solving process. Yes. I would say that they are. Or, or, and, and there are times where that coach is going to be really direct with you. Hmm. Right? There's not really going to be any concern about what you think about it. There's not going to be any concern about what you feel about it. Yeah. There's not going to be much attention to your opinion about it. You know, when you're coaching, you know, you know, all the good coaching movies, yes. you know, uh, remember the Titan, uh, yes. coach Carter, uh, coach Carter. Smart. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so when you think about those coaches and how direct they were, you know, and how they focused on getting you, you know, throw the pass down the middle. Now, me not being a sports fanatic, I don't yes. even know what that means. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what throw the pass down the middle means. But when you think about, okay, he told, he gave them a direct order, directions yes. on what to do. And he expects them to, he expects that individual to execute it. Yes. So that's what coaching does is, hey, you have a, you have a need that needs to be met. Uh-huh. Here's what you can do to, to stop that need. Do it and then report back to me the results. Okay. So very much, I mean, definitely motivational there too, right? Direct, but then that motivation <laughs> yeah. pushing you to dig deep. Right, right. There. Right, right. Okay. Right. And, and, and to, to, to understand that you have the potential. Yes. To accomplish that thing. So mm-hmm. there is motivation in there. Yeah. I'm always thinking about seeing beyond the present moment. Right. And so, and I always think yeah. about coach when I think of sports and I'm just like most coaches, they, they have this vision and then they're able to see beyond right. what the players might see 
at the end of it. And so I don't know, I'm sort of making that connection with sports. I play basketball. So I'm like thinking about <laughs> mm-hmm. how that could be connected. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so, and, and you know, and look at how we go oh, for sorry, it. Go ahead. Nope. So, go you know, I, I think about too that, you know, both, both you and I are parents. And so we probably do at this stage of our parenting, hmm. oh, we're probably more right yeah. we're, we're constantly telling our children what to do how to how do, to it, do when it to do it yes <laughs> you, you know, uh, and we and we express our i wouldn't call displeasure but <laughs> how we differ and how that thing was done <laughs> and what you know we have small babies we still have our elementary yes. small and toddler like yes so right yeah so you know um but it's interesting because I'm in the stage with my mother where mm. uh, we are friends and I can see her as a mentor, but we're in the stage of me being parent, a parent hmm. and she being grand, being a grandparent to my children. Yes. So there's that level of mentorship that is happening in hmm. that relationship with my mother is quite interesting because as a young adult or even a teenager, I didn't even invent, I couldn't vision this. I couldn't even see this relationship, okay? Because yeah. my mother was <laughs> kids to take care of, and my dad was a Marine. She didn't have time to be my mentor, my friend, yes. uh, or any of that. She was focused on raising me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, during that stage of my life, it was uh, uh, coaching, like, the whole way through. I mean, until yeah. I, even after I went into this, mm-hmm. and now being in my 40s, being a mom of three, being a stepmother of three uh, adult children. Yes. And uh, getting that advice from her, getting that guidance and looking at her as the elder in my life that I need to mm. respect and understand yes. because she's been there. And so, uh, so I'm grateful for entering into this season as far as that change of mm. relationship, which it, it changed. It's always been changing and advancing and improving because I was maturing and understanding and learning mm-hmm. and uh, taking hold of, of her, her understanding and the tools that, uh, you know, the tools that she had um, and what she could only do with what she knew and me understanding that, okay, here's what my mother was able to do. Here's what I'm able to do in my own right. Mm-hmm. And then thank God I still have her there to still guide me through because she's already made the mistakes, right? She's yeah. already the things that she now wish she could have did differently with yes. her own children and she ha- now has that second chance to do it with my children and I'm watching that that's mentorship right there that's allowing yourself mm-hmm. to be open to the counsel vulnerable of those yes. who have gone before you that yes. vulnerability yeah, that you know, right where you're just like right. you know right. what this is not going the way I expected or I'm having a really difficult time, right? So mom, and we're thinking about the parent relationship, mom or dad, like, what did you do? How did you navigate that? Right. Right. And go for it, Toya. This is our time to talk. Oh, okay. This is our time to talk. I know. So, (laughs) and so here's the other thing too, that I think about when I think about mentorship and the coaching aspect of all the relationships we encounter. So then I look at my parents and I move forward to when I left my parents' home. Mm-hmm. And now I had to find other people 
mm-hmm. to fill that void because I was not physically present in my parental home. So when I joined the service and uh, there were there were NCOs that as a young airman that took me under their wing and guided me. Yes. And I didn't even ask for it. And I don't even think that they, I, I don't even think that they even asked me if I, if I wanted that relationship, yeah. but they gave it to me. Yes. They saw some, some uh, potential in, in me that maybe even within myself, I may not have seen at the time. Yes. Because all I wanted to do was get in, the, get in the military, do my four years, get the GI Bill, get out, and then go yeah. to school, work for some great corporation where I will have my condo in yes. some high-rise <laughs> building. And my- <laughs> yes. So you had your plan right. in your mind. You're like, look, this is what my plan is. And for our audience, if you don't know what an NCO is, it's a non-commissioned officer. So yes, yes. yes. Thank you, thank you for including that because I, I forget I use acronyms quite often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. But we have our plan uh, so yeah, so in you, mind, and then right, yeah. And and so my journey. While in the military, instead of it, instead of it being just the four years, getting the GI Bill, getting out, working for some great corporation, I enjoyed it so much that I stayed eleven years hmm. and got to saw. I got to see the world. I get to. I, I got to meet incredible people. Yes. And throughout that entire journey, I was blessed. I mean, to have individuals who wanted to walk me through my journey, who wanted to guide me through my journey. They mm-hmm. mentored me mm-hmm. through some of the toughest decisions mm-hmm. in my life. And, and so when I thought about the decision to get out of the service um, uh, after 11 years, everyone thought I was crazy. They were like, girl, you have nine years left. left. Go ahead and do your 20, of course, 20 years, and then retire, you yeah. know? So, and I just, I could not see it for myself. Mm-hmm. And were there any and mentors that played a role in at least helping you to come to that point where you recognize that, hey, this is not for me. I, I, I want to go a different way or a different path. Okay. So my, the one mentor, well, there were a couple of mentors who, who you know, said, look, you need to do what's best for you. But what really helped me in making that ultimate decision when talking to one of my mentors was, uh, she said, what did you hope to gain when you joined the military? And I said, well, I just wanted to get my GI Bill and get out. Mm-hmm. And then while I was in, because I was making rank pretty fast, uh, and because I was seeing the world and I was enjoying myself, what I told myself when I got to my third base was, when it's no longer fun for me and after I obtained all my certifications and all of my degrees, then I would get out. Yes. Then okay. I would get out because it makes no sense to be in this thing and not take something with you when you leave. Oh yeah. Yes. Right. So I had reached that point. Okay. I had, I had during my 11 years, I got five degrees, three associates, two a masters and a bachelor's. I, I got, two certifications and they were getting ready to send me to a location that I had no desire to go to. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I said, okay, now it's time for me to go because I had no reason to stay. 
you know, there was there wasn't a need for me to be in this any longer. And and so I said, okay, I'm ready to go. So so thinking about it from that, you know, what what was my purpose in even being here in the first place? And so once I did that, I went and became a civil servant yes. and joined, uh, you know, the, the U.S. Uh, the DOD yes. as far as working for uh, the federal government. And then I went back overseas and that's where you and I met yes, and, and linked up and, you know, got a chance to, to network and interlayer to my journey, uh, being a prior military service member and mm-hmm. now being a DOD mm-hmm. uh, civil servant and still serving my country in that light. Uh, I now am in a situation where I'm forced to have to seek mentors. Got it. So it okay. changed for me because in the military, you 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 have people who want to see you win, who reach out to you, who lock in on you once they see your potential. So I've never had a shortage of. Yes, there's structure in that, and so yeah. you you really don't have to seek a mentor when you're in the military. Okay. As a civilian, not the case. No, it's a very different, again, a very different atmosphere. Right. And so, and so now you're positioned in a way where um, you are, or you have to seek out mentorship in some shape or form. And so, yeah, I mean, as we, as I'm thinking of you're you're connecting this with your journey, right? We went from our parenting to also our professional side and just how mentorship, just mentorship in and of itself has played a role in you being where you are. And so that coaching, when right. we think of parenting, we're like next to us, like, hey, we want to get to this point, right? And then mentorship is allowing you to walk your path in a way or go through the path, but being there to listen and also provide some wisdom along the way. So right. that really connects, right. like I'm just listening to your story. And so, I mean, this connects to the other question that I had for you. If you could, if a person were to ask you to draw a picture of mentorship, what would it look like? I would say it would include an environment where guidance and assistance and even advice hmm. would be would be uh, provided in a way to help someone advance in their personal professional hmm. goals. Hmm. That's how I would I, I, I vision that that picture I envision a relationship of some sort, hmm. some yeah. type of connection. Yeah. And, and relationship builds. So, and I put a period there, Rel- I'm sorry, not relationship, mentorship, it builds, hmm. right? So if I'm in a mentorship relationship with you, you and I should be seeing growth, hmm. development, mm-hmm. improvement, advancement. If not, the relationship is is really is not a mentorship. Yeah. I'm not helping you obtain or obtain anything if there is no development, no growth, no mm-hmm. advancement. Got it. Okay. And so now, how would we? So, so how would we contrast that picture with a picture or a drawing of coaching? Well, coaching once once the problem is solved, I'm. We're, we're done. 
we move, I move on to the next thing, you move on to the next thing. There is no reattack to come back and check on you to see how things went or how things are going and what you're doing next with your life. Mm. I helped I help you solve that problem at work. You built the box, the box is selling. Now let's go on to this next okay. issue that you have. Is I'm it, not concerned with how, how it's going for you. Is it possible for coaching to be continu- as continuous as mentorship? Do you think? I don't think so. Only in the regard and only in the respect of once I help you solve the problem, that should be no longer a problem for you anymore. So now we should be going on to something else. Okay. We should, we should be moving on to something else that should be a problem for you or an issue for you. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So we're digging into that more. So I'm able to see sort of the connection between when we're thinking about those drawings with mentorship versus that of coaching. And so I also, I wanted to sort of jump in and ask you, like, who was someone, or can we think of a, or you gave us examples of your mother at being a great mentor in life. Can you think of another mentor who was instrumental on your journey for the last 10 years? Who are they? And for the last 10 years. Or even, you know what? It doesn't have to be 10. I'll just leave it. So I would definitely. Well, I would say one of the mentors that really touched me, um, and we're still connected as spiritual sisters, is my supervisor when I was an Airman Leadership School instructor at Tyndall Air Force Base. And the reason why she is still connected to me from a mentorship standpoint, it goes beyond just because she was my supervisor and the commandant over the schoolhouse. It, it was her display of professionalism and integrity when she went through various different things. Her name is um, Rhonda uh, Beckwith. Okay. And she, uh, she's a retired service member of the Air Force. And she, dis- I mean, you know, just some of the, the struggles that she went through as a wife, as a mother, as a supervisor, as a confidant i mean she she wore a lot of hats and yeah. there are some things that she went through that in displaying her actions during those those times of adversity and great pressure and stress yeah the way she carried herself in those moments spoke volumes to me because you know i envisioned in my mind if i was going through the same things she dealt with in dealing with um airmen as a capital A, you know, dealing with the subordinates that were under her in our organization. Okay. Um, so, okay. Things that she was having to do in her personal life. You know, I only can imagine how I would have conducted myself at this time, you know, thinking in my head, oh, oh no, no, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Uh-uh, you know, but she's carried herself with great poise. Mm-hmm. Um, she never, she never let it show the internal. Yeah. The internal turmoil she could have been going through. She never let, let it show on the outside and she stood tall. And that spoke to me. That okay. always spoke to me. And I, and I think women in particular, mm-hmm. um, depending on the environment you grew up in and the, and, the, and the female figure in your life raised you. Um, mm-hmm. It's difficult to be in environments. And as a woman, still be able to walk through the hallway with your head up high without, without 
worrying about the whispers going on behind the, the door that you're walking past. Yes. And so that always spoke volumes to me. Hmm. That, it spoke volumes. I mean, to this day when I think about her and her accomplishments, yeah. and I also think about the things she feels she failed at. Hmm. She was yeah. a great mentor. Yes. Even through those failures that she would categorize in the, and put that box, check that box next to that. Um, yeah. She was, she was, she was great in what she did. Hmm. Um, and I always appreciated her for that continuous love and, and support that she's always given me in the, oh my gosh, 13 plus years that we've been in, in each other's lives. Wow. So I would say that, that she would be um, one uh of the one of the closest mentors that I have uh, in my life right now. Yeah. And, and in regards to, and that's really powerful. I think one of the parts that I really am drawing upon is just the fact that behind, of course, there's whispers and things that may have been happening behind closed doors. She still held herself up and she held herself up at a higher standard. And I think that that's powerful too. And I think that's what a lot of us, um, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a black woman, I, I, I have to be honest and say that because there are certain uh, perceptions about us, about black women and how we lead or how we engage or how we interact and to be able to walk into a room, hold your head up and then, uh, and move forward. Right. And again, I don't know if your supervisor was a, a, a woman of color, however, or a black woman, I, I'm just sharing in general, like. Just as women. So well, she was. Oh, well, she was. Okay. She was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make that assumption. And I'm not, like, well, how did you and know? I'm not being, I, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, 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 it is universal in the sense that when you're working in environments where they're male dominated. Yes. And you usually are the only female and or mm-hmm. only black female. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there are certain perspectives that are already assigned to you yeah. Yeah. automatically before you even open your mouth. Yes. And so she was regal in how she, I mean, yeah, I, I, am, I was blessed to have had the opportunity to share my life with her during that time when we were stationed together for those three and a half years. Um, because like I said, she, she she represented for me how a woman and a woman of color stands tall in the midst of, and you just yes. fill in that blank. Wow. In the midst of yes. adversity, in the midst of, of, you know, rumors, in the midst of assumptions, in the midst of, hmm. she, she carries forward. And I love that about her. She, she carries forward no matter what. Yes. And so I just... I really want to thank you for just taking the time out to just talk to me about mentorship and coaching. And just to end on that, on a great note of sharing who was impactful in your life, um, especially as a mentor, is powerful. That's something that we need to remember. Mentors are essential and they, and quite frankly, they play a role in our trajectory. So of course, coaching is there too. Yes, coaching is there and coaching is needed. But I, I, I would encourage um, everyone, our young adults, mm-hmm. um, our professionals, you know, s- seek out someone who is doing 
the thing you want to do, but make sure it's 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 that 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 future goal. You want to you want to reach out to someone who's who's done it, who's seen it, who you're going to respect their advice. When you know when they give you advice, you're gonna you're gonna do it. Um, someone who is firm, mm-hmm. not you know. You want someone who's gonna who's gonna tell you like it is and is not scared to tell you like it is. It is important to have those people in your life because it's not easy to walk this this journey alone. You know, you it's it's not, I mean, we're you know, there are a lot of people who say I, I can live. Yeah. We're not we're not designed to, to do it alone. And so you want to tap into to people who who have attained mm-hmm. the skills, the knowledge the aptitude and find out how they did it. Yes. And mm-hmm. be willing to, to, to do what it takes to get where you want to go. Yes. And understand that it's not going to be easy because their circumstances and how they got there are going to be different than yours. So you may have to alternate some of your yes. individual steps, but it's important for you to seek out yes. someone to help you along your journey because yes. you are not meant to do it. Alone. Yes. Well, thank you so much again, Toya, for speaking with us. I would like to take a moment to say thank you to all the listeners of the Joy of Learning podcast. My goal is always to create connection. And we have been able to connect to many of you through your experiences and through your stories. If you have questions or if you have thoughts about our podcast, I would love to hear from you. Please email info at takejoyandlearning.com.